Hear this passage of scripture from the psalmist, Psalm 46, selected verses. God is our refuge and strength, a help always near in times of great trouble. That's why we won't be afraid when the world falls apart, when the mountains crumble into the center of the sea, nations roar, kingdoms crumble. God utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of heavenly forces is with us. The God of Jacob is our place of safety. Be still and know that I am God. May God bless the reading of this word. You know, as we continue this unafraid series, we have looked at the fact that we really are afraid, whether we admit it or not. We've looked at our fear of the other. We've looked at the fear that we have of ourselves. And today we're kind of looking at the fear of the unknown. And if you have watched a movie or television at all in the last 20 years, you have seen numerous uh, accounts of the way that the world can get out of whack. You've seen um, perhaps the day after tomorrow when uh, the earth is frozen over basically as the atmosphere has finally uh, the global cli climate warming global change has been uh, brought to uh, fruition and the catastrophe that happens with that perhaps you've seen um, some of these other ones like uh, dystopian future of the giver which is also a book or perhaps um, hunger games or divergent or those series uh, that particularly young adults and teens like to to read and to uh, this world is just so different from our world. And all of these things that we have watched over time that seem so crazy and that can never happen, some of us find ourselves looking around and going, huh, I thought that was only in the movies. You know, uh, this is nothing new for human history because we can find this kind of apocalyptic writing throughout scripture, this understanding of, of the disaster that can happen. And we read it with some, uh, you know, the grain of salt where we kind of weigh it out, but it makes no sense to us. So we don't really dwell too much on it. And now we're living in a time where there is a global pandemic where um, there are people in our country that are acting completely opposite of anything that we think as being normal or as being uh, acceptable to a civilized society. We have things going on in our country and our state that seem to be off and, and many of us find ourselves to be afraid. And then there's the economy. We get a daily report on unemployment rates, comparing it to uh, depression, and our worry over the economy consumes us, and that is a great fear of what is unknown in the future. And if all of that were not enough, global pandemic, perhaps a new depression, all of these things, we now have murder hornets. If you haven't heard of murder hornets, they're not murdering us, but 
Um, it is one of those things that has come out. They're not anywhere in Oklahoma. Don't be worried. But uh, it's just like this one more thing that 2020 has seemed to throw at us. And so one of the movies that I have watched uh, before that um, I was, it, it was one of those movies that scared me, but I never anticipated it being necessarily real um, or at least affecting me here in uh, the center of the U.S. and Oklahoma is a movie called Outbreak. Now, if you have not seen Outbreak or haven't seen it in a while, uh, go back and watch that and you will wear masks. You just will, because it is about a global pandemic that has spread from coughing or sneezing or speaking over, and you understand the significance and the importance of, of what these little things do. Um, we, we complain about wearing masks, and there's people who are up in arms, literally, over wearing masks, and it's really such a simple thing to protect yourself and others. And I just look at the, all of this around going, this is crazy. This is just nuts. And I was having a conversation with my youngest daughter, and she used the phrase, after the apocalypse. And it just struck me as kind of funny, because in all of this time, you know, Red Dawn and, and all of these other 80s and 90s movies that, you know, had us there on the edge of our seats, but not really thinking it's reality, um, there wasn't ever an after of the apocalypse. Now, Mad Max was after the apocalypse and perhaps Book of Eli also, but we didn't think of society, any kind of normalness, returning after the apocalypse. And so I just thought that was kind of a funny phrase, after the apocalypse. So in this looking at our fears Perhaps we do have a, a fear of uh, the destruction of the world in some way, or at least um, this destruction of what we consider normal society, our, our normal everyday lives. Perhaps we have an, a, fe a fear of finances, a, a fear of uh, an unknown future. These are all things that are real. And whether we voice them, or we think that we'll be considered crazy if we voice them. They're there, and they kind of weigh on us. I was telling somebody, you know, I don't necessarily feel stressed in spirit. I think things are going well, but I can feel the tension in my body. And maybe that's where you're at, too. There's just so much right now, and it feels overwhelming. So we're going to look at how we deal with these kinds of unknowns, these these that we never thought would happen, this craziness that seems to be going on right now with uh, our acronym of fear. We are going to face our fears with faith. And the passage of Scripture is one of those that um, is helpful in facing our fears with faith. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a help always near in times of great trouble, that's why we won't be afraid when the world falls apart. This wasn't written six months ago, six years ago, or 60 years ago. This was written a long time ago. And you see, there's always been this fear of when the world falls apart. Something's going to happen. 
And so our faith tells us that no matter what the world might throw at us, whether it's global pandemic or people acting kind of crazy out there, um, and, and we feel this future is, is, is scary, this unknown, what's going to happen next? How long are we going to be out of church? How long are we going to have to watch this? All of these fears, uh, facing these fears with faith, we know that God never leaves us and is present with us when we are most needing to feel the presence of God. And so we're going to hold on to that as we face our fears with faith. We're going to look at examining um, our fears are uh, with with facts. And this is what we know. We know that the CDC and the World Health Organization has been doing research and study both in how this virus is progressing, how it is being um, handled in, in all places all over the world, how it's being handled well, how it's not being handled so well, what the outcomes are, the likelihood of of it spreading and and even the the way that it is mutating and how best to to come up with a, a vaccine or to limit its spread and so um, these are places that you can check for facts and I encourage you to look at the Oklahoma State Health Department uh, the CDC the World Health Organization for these facts now there are news stations that report these facts there are um, people in leadership that um, would like to interpret e these facts for you, but I encourage you to look for yourself. And I know that as the leadership of the church, um, both at the conference level and here at St. Paul's, we are looking at these facts and best practices to keep people safe. And so uh, we want to be able to protect our people. We want to be able to uh, come back and we want to be able to come back in a way that is safe and that is also continuing to reach out the way we are right now. So as we face these fears with facts, I encourage you to look up solid resources. Now, another thing we do is we attack our anxieties with action. And when we look at some of the, the ways that we can act, they're so simple. Stay at home. If you have to get out, wear a mask. Practice physical distancing. Don't get too close to other people um, and, and maintain that. Because if we do that, then someday, perhaps some things will be closer to normal. But these are simple, simple actions. And people are so worried about these things. There are people that are not wearing a mask. There are people that are out there that, um, you know, physical uh, distancing means nothing. And these are some of the things that we have to deal with. But we can do our part. We can do what we know um, will help with this. And it's not just this contagion, this spread. This is also acting in a way that is responsible uh, civically. This is one of those things that there are people that are acting in ways that are contrary to acceptable society. We see it. 
And the only thing that we can really do to act on that is to speak out against it. When we see it, to sit there and go, this is not right. This is not acceptable. This is not how I'm going to behave. And this is not how I think other people should be behaving. And I think the majority of people really don't want to have this kind of chaos going on in the world. It's bad enough that we have other things that are happening. We don't need all of this disorganized, disruptive chaos that is happening. And so the action that we can do both in taking care of ourselves and others in in this pandemic is also speaking out for those people uh, that others won't listen to. Uh, many of us have a certain advantage on being able to be that voice for the voiceless. And so often we take that for granted that we don't use our voices in the way that we should. This is a great time to be that presence of Christ in a world that desperately needs love. And the only thing that can overcome hatred is love. And so us showing that in this world will, will change the way that the world operates, even if it's just one person at a time. So I highly encourage you to place that in some of the actions that you take. And I know, depending on your social status and your employment, that finances mean something different for some people than others, but everybody's concerned. And I would just encourage you to stick together to help one another. Um, to not fear uh, that we've seen times that the economy has been troubled. And we're here today to talk about that. And so there's things that we can learn from history. And I encourage us to do that. Look back at how uh, finances were handled and how um, things got put in place to help people that uh, were hit so hard by the depression that were put out of work there were there were systems put in place that provided work for people that provided resources for people and i encourage us to go back to that to looking at ways that we can reach out that we can level this playing field it's not a matter of who dies with the most toys wins jesus doesn't care about that it is a matter of how we have shown god's love and how we help each other at this time and I do think that that's something that Jesus does care about and is asking us to do. So as we look at the actions that we can take, these are actions that are simple. It's not like we have to go out and stand up against a horde of murder hornets, right? We we don't have to go out and stand against we've had people sacrifice so much more. There's our first-line responders, particularly EMTs, nurses, doctors, all medical personnel, uh, those that work in ICUs and ERs and respiratory, these people are doing great things. These people are fighting a battle as much as any military soldier has ever done. And we need to give them the same respect that we afford our military. And I know here in Lawton, that's a, an important thing. We need to treat them with the same respect and to give them the same support, including 
not working with the enemy, right? It not working with this disease that's spreading so far so fast um, to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves and each other. Now, the last one is our release our fears to God. You know, we can do what we can do. We can do the best we can. We can um, do those actions that we know are helpful. We can speak out against those actions that are unhelpful. We can look up the facts. We can be armed with uh, facts so that when people start saying things that are not right, we can correct them. And people may or may not listen to us, but that doesn't absolve us from the responsibility of being that voice of sanity and love right now. So with all of these fears, it feels like the apocalypse. It feels like another depression. It feels, it feels scary. There's still things you can do. And in acting, we have power. Particularly if we act with the wisdom and discernment that God has already given us. And to pray for wisdom and discernment. So as we have done what we can, we have to release the rest of what we cannot do to God. This is where God meets us, where we leave off. It's faith. That's what faith is all about. Having that relationship with God where you know that you've done what you can do and what God is calling you to do, and you have the faith that God is using my part in this and your part in this and the people's part in this down the street and the researchers and the doctors and all of these things God is using together to, to work through this, and God is with us in the fear. Don't forget the words of Psalm 46. Hide them in your heart. Hold them close. God is our refuge and strength. Help always near in times of great trouble. Do you believe that? Because I do. I know times in my life that I felt alone with everything else going on but I knew and felt the presence of God with me in a very real way and I know that God is there with you too it God doesn't pick and choose God loves you as much as God loves me and God loves everybody and as hard as that is for us humans to understand it's true God is our refuge and strength a help in times of trouble. And that's why we won't be afraid when the world falls apart. So as we say that we're all in this together, we are. But know that more importantly, we're in this with God. And we give thanks for that. Amen. Hear these words of benediction. Go forth with grace and peace living into the future unafraid with courage and hope, and know that God goes with us. Amen.